Welcome to In The Loop, the Charlotte Area Chambers podcast, where we talk about everything Charlotte with area business and community leaders. Here are your hosts, Chamber Chief Operating Officer, Michael Orzak, and CEO of Chase Media, Diane Chase. Hi, welcome to In The Loop, the Charlotte Area's Chambers podcast. I'm Michael Orzak, along with my co-host, Diane Chase. In today's episode, we'll be talking with Shannon Emanuel from the American Heart Association. We are so thrilled to have Shannon on our show today. Welcome, Shannon and Diane. Welcome, welcome, Shannon. Yes, we're thrilled to have you. Thank you. Happy to be here. So do you want to just kind of jump in, Shannon, and, and tell us a little bit about what you do and the mission that you are involved with, the Heart Association? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm Shannon Emanuel. I am the Vice President of Community Health Impact for the American Heart Association. I've been with the organization a little, uh, it'll be eight years this year. And so my responsibility is really leading all mission-related health strategy uh, work for the market. So I, in a short, my job is to create a healthier environment where we all live, work, play, and pray. And uh, it's not very easy work, but it sure is fun. And so the American Heart Association wants to be a relentless force for a world of longer, healthier lives in Charlotte. That's what that's what we do. And we realize that health is impacted by various social and economic factors, physical environment, and individual behavior. And so our job is really to uh, take a look at areas of Charlotte that are in most need areas of Charlotte that might not be in most need, but really take a whole uh, look at the environment that we live in with a health equity uh, lens and really think about how we can um, focus on reducing risk in women, eliminate nicotine use, how are we responding to COVID research and uh, community response, of course, chronic disease, heart attack and stroke, diabetes, cholesterol, et cetera, and overall just generally supporting healthy living. What that's are some a of the tough tasks? Yes, yeah, that's, a, that's <laughs> a large task. <laughs> what are some of the key tools that you use in your position to get visibility, generate understanding, generate engagement? all of those things that, that lead to success. There's a lot of tools and there's a big team at the American Heart Association driving this work. So education is a key component of what we do. And education can come in many shapes and sizes from um, something as simple as pamphlets and brochures to um, online platforms to convening partners in the in the community for conversation and education to national international research platforms. We also have an entire quality outcomes team, our CORA team that takes a look of, at how um, when you step foot into that hospital system or that clinical site, how is your cardiovascular um, issue or stroke-related issue being taken care of 
from um, door time, from the time you call 911 to the time you hit that door. So it really runs the gamut when it when you think about how we reach our patient base, how we reach our supporters, volunteers, and donors. So do you have, do you, oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, Diane, I have a question. I, I just like a <laughs> fascinating when I think about health, like how much do you know, like percentage of the people that try to live healthy versus now I have to live healthy because of X happened to me? <laughs> I, well, I do know that 80, about 80% of cardiovascular disease is preventable. 80% okay. cardiovascular disease is preventable. I think that we all intrinsically know that what we need to do in order to be healthy. In fact, we have a term for that. We call it life essential eight and a life essential eight are eight habits that individuals can take to lead an ideal cardiovascular lifestyle. And that includes things like sleep. Sleep is the newest one. It used to be life simple seven. Now it's life essential eight. Why? Because we added the importance of sleep to that, right? Moving more, eating well, knowing your numbers, right? Not smoking, right? Um, you know, how do you, do you know your blood pressure? Do you know your glucose numbers? Things of that nature. So I think, as I said, intrinsically, we know what to do. Um, however, that doesn't always mean that we know we have the education to do so, the resources or the access to do so. And that is what the American Heart Association works hard to address. Well, you know, um, it's communication is critical, obviously, in everything we do, no matter what our profession is or avocation. And in the communication space, to your very point, Shannon, data, statistics, facts, spreadsheets don't change behavior. Um, it's 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 personal stories, it's narrative, it's connecting with people on an emotional level that gets to their brain, right? And so using some of their strategic communication, strategic storytelling skills, I'm sure is really important for, for your work as well. It, it certainly is. You know, we have survivors that share their story of uh, perhaps they were born with a congenital heart defect, or perhaps they survived a stroke, they survived a heart attack, and they live to tell their story but also, too, it goes beyond just um, just those stories. It goes be it goes beyond that. We we want to tell the story of Charlotte as a whole, as a, a city, as a region. Um, you know, our 2024 impact goal as an organization is that every person deserves the opportunity for a full, healthy life. We are champions of health equity at the American Heart Association. And so we want to identify and remove barriers to healthcare access and quality um, by 2024, right? We want to eliminate those barriers. And so if you do not address health equity and you do not address those healthcare access issues and quality issues, you will hear more stories, uh, not only of survival but of the struggles. Uh, so it's very important. It goes beyond just those stories that you might hear. 
And it goes much further than just the events that the American Heart Association is so known for. You know, we have a fantastic heart walk on the horizon. We have a fantastic um, gala in um, in Charlotte, the Charlotte Heart Ball. Um, we have the Go Red for Women campaign where we uh, focus on heart disease being the number one killer of women. And we are well known for those events and we do a beautiful job of telling our story at those events and hearing from survivors and our supporters. However, we do much more than just events at the American Heart Association. See, that's such an interesting story. When you're talking, you're really talking about a super high level approach to the health and well-being of, of everyone across the community or across the world, really. And yes. And so how do you how do you tell that story? Because when your name is the American Heart Association, people go, OK, they're all about heart disease. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's the challenge for us. Right. How do we tell that story? How do we um, let people know that we are in the community, that we're driving community impact? I think we're doing a lot better now of doing that. We are known for our research. We are known for um, uh, the, the research and science of base of our organization, because that is what the American Heart Association was founded on. But also community impact priorities are delivered at the local level. And so it is a constant battle with us in a, in a positive way, where we uh, let the community know our focus priorities around nutrition security, women and heart disease, reducing chronic disease, tobacco and vaping. We're in the schools, we're telling our story in the schools, we're telling our stories in the hospitals, and we're also telling our stories in areas that you might not, you know, might not think about, which is um, precisely why we were really interested in our work with Healthy Charlotte which the Healthy Charlotte Coalition is powered by the American Heart Association here locally in Charlotte. And it focuses on workplace health because the majority of Americans spend the majority of their time, working Americans spend the majority of their time at the work site. So how are we creating a healthier environment in the work site? That's what Healthy Charlotte does. So when I get into my parking deck, I should walk the stairs down to the <laughs> elevator and then walk the stairs back up. You should, Michael, and I should right. too. And part okay. of our way. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's not intrins intrinsically, you know, uh, thought of by every single person. But we do at Healthy Charlotte, powered by the American Heart Association, we work to uh, create cultures of health in the work sites, particularly small and mid-sized companies. And we really want uh, these companies to think about how to build a proactive culture of wellness in the work site, you know, inspiring a healthier workforce. And in Healthy Charlotte, there's four particular areas we have small to mid-sized businesses think about, and that is nutrition. How are you folding nutrition into the work site? Physical activity, just as you said, how are you allowing for and supporting for more movement in the work site? Is that um, really well lit staircases? Is that encouragement to use the stairs instead of the elevator? Is that encouragement to have a 
uh, a walking uh, Wednesday on your campus during the week, or perhaps you have a walking path on your campus. Mental health is a big issue uh, that we are focused on, not only as an organization, but as the Healthy Charlotte Coalition. And then of course, tobacco use. We know that tobacco use is um, still uh, prevalent. It certainly is in our youth. Vaping, um, we notice I use the term tobacco and not smoking because smoking is not inclusive of all tobacco products. No tobacco product is a safe tobacco product. So we definitely want our work sites to be tobacco free. And if you're not, Healthy Charlotte wants to support you in becoming tobacco free. And, and how, how are some of these initiatives rolled into organizations, Shannon? Um, do you come in and hold lunch and learns? Do you provide a, some sort of a strategic plan for them to incorporate these, these Healthy Charlotte projects? That's great. When it comes to Healthy Charlotte, we have um, a chair, Linda Lemons is our, our local chair, and then we have work group leads that lead nutrition, physical activity, mental health, or tobacco use. And um, then the coalition as a whole will meet regularly to talk about what each work group is doing. We can certainly uh, bring it to the companies. It's a little uh, harder with our uh, COVID numbers right now. Some people prefer to be in person. Some per people prefer to be online. So we try to uh, do a hybrid approach when we can. And um, we can bring this education to the companies and also have the, the companies supply us with the information. So currently right now we're working with the healthy eating, um, the nutrition work group at Healthy Charlotte to think about a virtual upcoming event for employers, employees, and community uh, members to learn about the importance of nutrition in the work site, some tools and resources they can use at their work site uh, to build a culture of health around nutrition and, and hear from registered dietitians and, and see some um, healthy cooking demonstrations. And if you go to our website, charlotteareachamber.com, and either fill out the volunteer form or the contact form and mention Healthy Charlotte, then we do shoot you right over to Linda Lemons to say, hey, this person's interested in, in Healthy Charlotte. So just wanted to shout that out there. Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate the support of the Charlotte Area Chamber of Commerce. Um, you all were so gracious to help us relaunch Healthy Charlotte uh, after COVID, the height of the pandemic, and uh, we appreciate that partnership. Yeah, we, we love to be healthy. So, you know, our <laughs> us, us people here in Charlotte, you know, part of the chamber, we want to be healthy and we want to make things better for everyone. And, you know, being healthy, does that help you in your business? I think so. So how can you not support that? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And healthy, healthy means different things to different people. And uh, the worksite issues that companies are dealing with is completely different, can be completely different than issues that are on the west side of Charlotte, the east side of Charlotte, south side, or north side of Charlotte, right? But at the same time, they might be very, very similar. You know, there are a lot of organizations that are realizing that food insecurity, especially post-COVID, is an issue for their employees. And they're addressing 
how do I ensure that my employees can A, get to work, but B, when they are at work or they're not at work, are they receiving the nutrition access and um, the food that they need to continue a healthy lifestyle and meet the needs of their family? And these are things that a lot of people don't think about, but they've come about because of COVID and um, the times that we're in. So that really has been uh, a new level of awareness since COVID, evidently. And just wondering what sort of feedback you're getting or what prompts people to reach out and say, I need to take better care of my colleagues, my associates, my leadership. Um, Do you see any kind of tipping point when people come to you going, I want to get involved, I want your program? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. Um, A lot of times we see organizations or organizations or individuals really come to us when, of course, they've lost a loved one or perhaps they have um, had an emergency situation or perhaps um, they came to an event where they learned something new and they knew that they needed to make a lifestyle change based on what they heard. And that's part of my job is going out in the community and educating organizations and individuals about that. But we do a beautiful job here uh, at the American Heart Association with our executive leadership teams that help drive the events that I spoke about earlier. They have executive leadership teams and we have hundreds of corporate partners that really help us spread the message and spread the message to their employees and they want to support the work that we're doing because the majority of us have had a loved one um, experience heart disease or stroke at some point in our lives, whether it be a grandparent, a parent, or a loved one. And, um, and so we see that support coming from all different angles, whether it be a corporate sponsor that has always supported our efforts or someone who is passionate about the cause because of a personal matter. You know, at the Heart Association, our work is far far from done, right? We have a long way to go, but I see every day that we're making strides, you know, through things like Healthy Charlotte, the coalitions that we're working with, Um, that have to do with nutrition, chronic disease, the partners in the community. I see baby steps every single day and long strides to impact heart disease and stroke in our community. So I'm proud to be a part of it. That's fabulous. What a great way to wind up. Anything else you'd like to add, Shannon? I don't think so. Thank you for having me. And please, um, you know, uh, let me know if I can ever uh, speak again or perhaps be on video. And All right. thank Perfect. you for your support. Thanks for joining us on In The Loop today. Thank you for joining us on In The Loop, the Charlotte Area Chamber weekly business and community podcast with your hosts, Michael Orzak and Diane Chase. If you'd like to be a sponsor, please contact us through our website, charlotteareachamber.com. Join us again next week for the latest scoop in the loop.